All right, so welcome back to the Lactose Pod. Uh, yeah, welcome joined, back, guys. Yeah, I'm joined by my buddy Marshall Barnes and uh, and our guest today, Tommy Atella. So Tommy's a goalie at a uh, University of Arizona. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm from originally from Illinois, Crystal Lake, Northwest suburbs. Not too many people from non not being in Illinois know about it. But uh, spent two years at Carroll University where I played football and lacrosse. And then I made my way out to uh, the desert in Arizona and I'm playing goalie for the lacrosse team here. Nice. So before we get into the MCLA stuff, I want to talk a little bit about your D3 experience, because I think kind of across the board, D3 lacrosse, out, especially out here on the East Coast, it's it's pretty strong. How would you say the level of play is uh, out of Carroll? Uh, Carroll... Pretty new program. Um, I think they're going on their sixth or seventh year now. Kind of struggled as far as getting guys on the team, getting those bodies. Uh, I think my freshman year, we had 12 kids on the team. Same thing going into sophomore year. Actually, there was a time, freshman year, I was splitting time with the senior goalie. And when once we got to conference play, I was playing some midfield. Uh, almost had one goal in the season. Kind of the highlight of my midfield career. Short lasted, luckily. Were you like like strictly d midi or were you, you were you playing two way? No, I was D midi, but I got a couple okay. chances. Break that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. You don't need to score <laughs> goals. You don't need to score goals to be good. <laughs> you just got to body some kids sometimes. Yeah. Take names. Yeah. All right. Just so playing D3 lacrosse, would you say the experience was, was pretty unique or is it pretty similar to your time in the MCLA so far? Um, it was tough, you know, cause you're going into D3, no scholarships, you know, you can't get athletic scholarships in division three. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're there for school, but you also get that, that full athletic experience as far as, you know, mm-hmm. you got your advisors, your academic advisors, and then you have your, your team advisors who also make sure you're keeping up on school and everything. Um, as far as the academic side, uh, they really keep you on track. Whereas, and then you have your full, you know, your lifts, you got your morning lifts, then you go practice, then you got film and, you know, everything's kind of scheduled for you. It's kind of tough as far as time management, especially when you're not playing for that. Like you're not there for sports, you know, you got to keep all your grades pretty good and then transfer into the MCLA playing club ball. Granted, I've only played one season. Um, I actually transferred back into the spring semester. So I moved here in January. It's a lot different. You know, you don't have those scheduled lifts. So a group of buddies and I, you know, we made a 6am lifting group because, you know, nobody's got classes in the morning that early. So we're lifting 6am pretty much every day. And uh, so I like that structure, you know, coming from that D3 experience, but it's not a mandated team lifts and everything so uh getting a lot of guys how many in the guys weight room. how many guys you have in there 6 a.m uh it was about four of us but most of the team does do their lifts you know they're still working out but not too many guys are willing to get up that early are they um, lifting as a team together or like you still kind of getting that that team bonding in uh it was nice having a couple guys in the mornings but also due to covid we usually have our um not really our own weight room but we get a little separate workout area uh from what i've heard to where the team could get a whole lift together so we couldn't really lift as a team due to covid so what made you want to make the switch you know to arizona and and play in the mcla versus playing in d3 uh playing two sports was tough uh playing football and lacrosse uh kind of getting not really burnt out i was 
working at an on-campus job. I was trying to work out for football, staying big, but also come across time, had to lose some weight and then gain it all back in the summer. Um, and I, I wanted to be a teacher when I was out there. And I find, found out quickly that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. So change of majors and everything. Um, then the pandemic hit. So I was home for the summer, decided uh, just take a couple classes in community college and work, stayed at home, and then decided I was going to transfer to a school in Arizona. Unfortunately, was looking at ASU, but didn't like the fact they weren't playing this year, this past season, and uh, they didn't have my academic programs either. So came down to uh, Arizona and haven't looked back since. Nice. So what, what are you majoring in? Uh, natural resources. Um, so I'm studying uh, ecology, management, and restoration of rangelands. But ideally, I want to work for the Forest Service and be a wildland firefighter. That's dope. You see, I, that, you see that new movie? Which one? With the, uh, like the wildfire one with like the uh, fire tower? No, I haven't, but I've seen the trailers for it. It's, it seems like everybody in, you know, the MCLA and the NCLL, like, major wise it's all either like business communications and maybe a couple engineering guys here or there there's there's not too much variance <laughs> you get those um, d1 athletes or uh, the scholarship athlete majors yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or finance too do you have any yeah, you finance. Got any finance kids or like yeah, I'm in finance. yeah sports administration shapes um, and colors yeah something yeah. the same thing rocks for jocks geology <laughs> um, yeah when you first made to the the transition to the MC and, and you know played your your first games um what was what was your welcome to the mcla moment this is a question we like to ask all of our guests yeah my mcla moment honestly it was just not having that not that it's a bad thing i'm not saying this in a negative way at all but that structure of hey you got to be here team mandated lift 6 a.m whole team everybody's miserable getting up in the morning half the team doesn't want to be there um practices Granted, we we bring the it's the intensity you bring. Whereas if you're playing like a a division, you're playing any division sport that's varsity. If you're not, the energy's not up or anything. They'll punish you all day. But club lacrosse, it's a lot different. You know, you only get the energy you bring, and it's not like they can really push you to that limit of hey, if if you don't want to be here, just quit. You know, kids are mm -hmm. you're paying to play lacrosse. And it's really that big difference of if you just got to make your money's worth and you're just playing for the love of the game, too. I mean, similar mm -hmm. to D3, you know, you're not getting paid to be there. That was really yeah. my big thing coming into MCLA was just unstructured, but we really make the most of it. Yeah. And I think that that type of fit works, you know, well for a lot of guys, like not having to deal with the. I mean, you're still committed to it because you're you're paying to play, um, but not having the commitment to feel the need that you have to be at practice because you got class or, you know, you have a paper you need to write. And um, that's one of the reasons like by, by club lacrosse, I, I really enjoy it because if I need to miss a practice, I need to miss a practice and nobody's going to punish me for it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. With those big tests coming up, you know, you tell mm. your coach two weeks in advance and hey, you know, you got to school's coming first yeah you guys are lucky you guys even have a coach <laughs> um, yeah we got uh we've got a head coach and then we got two assistant co uh three assistant coaches now oh wow didn't you guys just get a, a new coach as well or was yes it... we just hired yeah, a yeah. new offensive coordinator actually yeah do you like genuinely feel like the level of play is, is similar to playing d3 or do you think it's it's maybe even higher than playing d3 because i imagine you know you you do get some some quality guys out there especially at a at a big state school like Arizona who are coming from the East coast or, uh, California. 
Yeah, um, it's it's a tough comparison because uh, for lacrosse, we were in one of the better conferences uh, at my mm-hmm. Division three school uh, for the Midwest, at least. Obviously, sometimes doesn't compare to those East Coast schools and whatnot. But uh, there's a lot of D1 transfers, to those better schools. But I've seen a lot more kids coming from D1 schools in MCLA compared to D1. And so personally, as a goalie, I'd say the competition is pretty on par comparing the both as far as like shooter, you know, 95 miles an hour is still 95 miles an hour coming, a shot coming at your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so in that, in my eyes, it's pretty similar, but like you look at the scheme of things, you know, coming from NCAA, obviously they're going to be more structured as far as offenses, defenses, mm-hmm. and some club teams like Arizona, we're lucky enough to have coaches to have that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, some club programs, they're running their own offense or running their own defense player run. Mm-hmm. And that's the big difference I've seen. Yeah, it, it definitely does make a huge difference having that, that structure there. Um, you know, it, it also, I think having the coaches definitely helps create kind of a, a level of discipline as well in the players, um, specifically on field discipline. Um, I've seen plenty of videos of just club lacrosse players, just absolutely rocking people. Um, Marshall, I'm talking to you. Yeah. So are those, are those uh, <laughs> <But>. Marshall's highlights? <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you got a helmet on for a reason. <laughs> the one, the one thing I noticed is like nobody wears mouthpieces, and I don't know oh. if that's something y'all y'all might do, but everybody we played, like not a soul wore a mouthpiece. No, and I, like I after don't. my first few like cracks, I was like, "Hey, coach, like, can I wear a mouthpiece?" And he was like, <laughs> "He was like, usually everybody wears mouthpieces." And I was yeah. like, oh. Aiden, you play goalie as well, right? Yeah, I'm a goalie as well. Yeah, um, so I feel like not many goalies wear them, but no. definitely most of the middies wear them. No, that was a big I'm, thing. Nobody checks. The MCLA refs don't care. Oh, <laughs> I mean, no, we got to hit his stick so illegal, man. It's it's so illegal. <laughs> and, like, we got – We got any officials listening to this. Yeah. They're going to be writing this down for your team. <laughs> I definitely think it's it's interesting to hear uh, another perspective from a, uh, from another goalie, um, specifically in two different leagues. And, I mean, it, from what it sounds like, the, the MCLA is much more structured than the NCLL, at least. Um, not in terms of, like, how well the league is put together, um, but more in terms of, you know, the on-field uh, experience and, you know, the coaching and, and all that stuff. I mean, for the most part, we're not doing too much in the way of practices. Like we pretty much run the majority of the same drills over and over, over again. Um, a lot of West Jenny. So uh, West Jenny. Yeah, oh, we're going we're gonna to be pretty good at lacrosse sixes. So One six, um, yeah, you guys are going to the Olympics. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the roster is going to be all Villanova club lacrosse players. 100%. <laughs> Speaking of respecting in the Olympics, getting club lacrosse players, those respect. Do you think people really respect club ball more at Arizona or do you think they respect it at D3 lacrosse more? Yeah. Uh, Carol only had about 3000 kids. Uh, it was actually a bigger private school uh for the most part um but there it was kind of like you're an athlete but you know half almost half the school not half the school but a a decent chunk of the kids at the school are athletes and it's kind of like you're hanging around with athletes all the time whereas coming to a school with whatever we got i think forty thousand kids it's like oh you play lacrosse like it's kind of more um it's a higher accolade here to play a sport because it's not an opportunity as many people get to get at a big school. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have to put the uh, uh, club lacrosse on your gear? Or are you guys 
Arizona lacrosse on your on your uh, like track stuff and uh yeah we're just Arizona lacrosse here uh, there you go you guys yeah. you guys rep that shit pretty often yeah I mean <laughs> I wear it to the weight room I wear it out you know I carry my backpack everywhere uh <laughs> you know we got team bags and everything mm-hmm. obviously last year was a little different uh cutting some costs and stuff because we didn't know how many yeah. games we we're gonna get to play so we didn't get all those spirit wear orders but we got a decent amount of stuff but yeah, I mean, we wrap it all the time. Uh, all the guys on the team, we get shooter shirts, whatnot, and uh, mm-hmm. sweatshirts, sweatpants. I mean, not everybody gets everything. It's usually like competition stuff for practices. If they got extra gear laying around, we'll do those competitions to get that gear and stuff, which is <laughs> a lot of fun. That's uh, what do you, what do you guys do like competition wise there? Um, usually just like we'll do like three v two ground balls. Um. What else do we do? Some of the stuff. Uh, I think West Jenny, we did like a, a little kind of outdoor box tournament for some gear, like backpacks, I think it was. Um, so like one team got the backpacks. And then obviously there's more opportunities for everybody to get the stuff too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of different stuff. And it's a nice, nice having that kind of diversity of having different minds uh, with coaches, uh, bringing that stuff in for competition practices, drills. So how well respected do you think the program is at least in, you know, the local area in Arizona? Do you guys got people showing up to your games, like non-students, like local families and and local lacrosse kids and all that stuff? Yeah. So campus is kind of like right in the middle of town, which is really cool. You get a lot of people driving by. Um, Our game field is actually right across from our football field. So you get a lot of people even just walking by the football field to come by, check out the game. Uh, Our field's set up pretty cool. As far as it's right next to a gas station as well. So anybody coming by, they get to watch a game too. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. That's it's so club. That is so club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a really unique uh, location though. Like we got a really nice grass field, uh, really well-maintained for the most part as any grass field goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. last year was kind of, it was unique because every player could have two immediate family members get into the gates, but there's a parking lot right behind the gas station. That's like an Arizona lot. So people just park their Jeeps or whatever, sit on the roofs of their cars, watching the game. So we still got a decent fan base going. That's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys like, what kind of numbers do you guys pull on? What kind of numbers are you guys getting out there? Um, for a COVID season, I'd say it was pretty, pretty high, less than a hundred people. Not too many, okay. at least it's 50 pretty, people, you know, every game. Yeah, that's, that's still pretty solid. Yeah, um, I was really surprised. And half the people probably didn't even know there was a game going on. They were just walking home from the gym or something <laughs> or grabbing a candy bar. <laughs> so I want to get into what just went down on Twitter uh, with Mike Rabel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we just learned that Mike Rabel did not know what the MCLA was or what club lacrosse was in the first place. Um, any thoughts on that? Who's Mike Rabel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. I've only been in the MCLA for what, one semester and it was still mm-hmm. a shot, man, because, you know, NCA is not the only thing out there. There's, you know, yeah. football, there's. FCS, FBS, all that stuff too. Yeah. That's kind of like a big reporter saying, you know, what the hell is FBS football, you know? Yeah. Have y'all heard of sprint football? Sprint football? No. Yeah. So it's like regular football, but nobody can weigh over 175 pounds. Well, that sounds lame. That sounds really boring. And like a lot of colleges have it. 
Like is it like seven on seven? Like, no, it's like eleven man football, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like Michael Rabel or whatever his name is. Feels just yeah. Well, Mike Rabel is Paul Rabel's brother. The uh, I don't know whether co-founder he's, of the co-founder of the Premier Lacrosse League. Yeah, yeah, he better know what it is. Um, yeah, I th- I think the most disrespectful thing though was where he's talking about oh how we need SEC lacrosse so bad, uh, and then just didn't even bother to tag Georgia, who was the team in the post. Come on, man. Did he think that post that. was fake? Like they painted on a jersey? No, on, it, on Photoshop. It, it was a picture of uh, Georgia lacrosse announcing uh, a game. You know, at 12 p.m. at whatever field. Come on, you're better than that, man. Not realizing, <laughs> almost every SEC school has a team. <laughs> oh, as and not to mention the fact that uh, they're all pretty good lacrosse teams. The SCLC is a pretty sweet division in terms of quality of play because uh, a lot of those guys are coming from you know pretty strong lacrosse areas like. Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. South Florida, Baltimore, Virginia. Yeah. It's so yeah, you get those um, hotbeds of kids who don't want to play the division sport. So they're yeah. going to play club for fun and still tearing it up. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask about the locker room situation. We saw some of this going down on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, teams were replying with their locker rooms. Uh, you guys have one at all or is it just the parking lot across the street? Um, as of last year, it was just our sideline because we couldn't use the facilities. So quite honestly, I haven't even asked anybody on the team about a locker room. So it could be just like a janitor closet in the rec center or something for all I know, but I'm sure we have something set up during the a normal yeah. season. So yeah. I can't really answer that question. Honestly, <laughs> you got to yeah. rent out one of those, uh, wall ball rooms. A game time. Yeah. Use that as a, yeah. use that as a, a racquetball court. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, At Villanova, we get uh, the sideline, um, but the tunnel, we like the entrance we go through normally like passes by the varsity lacrosse locker room. So, I mean, it is a little like I've never been in there and like I've seen pictures of it and it just looks ridiculous and it's It's probably sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, And it just has me like thinking like, man, what if we got that? I think we would probably we would probably destroy it. There'd be so much just empty beer cans and fucking all that. <laughs> the club shit lacrosse lifestyle, baby. Club, so Aiden, Aiden, I don't know if I've asked you. So, like, do y'all like hang with those guys? Like, do, are y'all like cordial and cool, or is it like what's the dynamic there? Yeah, we're, we're pretty cool with uh, with them. I was like pretty solid friends with them. I'd hang out with them occasionally. Um, yeah, we have no beef and. Um, same goes with like the club hockey team. Uh, we don't have any beef with those guys either. Like we're pretty chill. A lot of those guys will come out to practice and, uh, you know, they would come shoot and all that stuff and have a good time. Like we were actually supposed to have, um, a keg race between, uh, or the club hockey team and the club lacrosse team. Um, and the thing is with the club lacrosse teams, we have like 120 guys in our group chat, but like a solid, like 40 guys who actually show up to practice. Um, but so when they sent out guys, club lacrosse keg race versus the hockey team, um, it's like there were the 60, re- yeah, the numbers just started <laughs> going up and everybody's like, Oh, we're doing this. Um, but <laughs> and the club, uh, yeah, the club hockey team only has like 40 dudes. So, uh, you know, not that it's uh, it's a smaller sport uh, more that they're more selective in who they take. Yeah, that's where um, our programs aiming. Uh, we actually have tryouts coming up uh, early September 
And so unless they were recruited, you know, obviously still even being recruited, isn't that lock-in spot uh, for our team going on, but it's that sense of vet structure again, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool to see out of a club lacrosse program, you know, to get those numbers in enough to where we're going to have to cut some people. Do you guys uh, find yourself intermingling with uh, any other club teams? Like, uh... yeah. um, Like we get along with the the rugby team real well, their club here. Um, We're two of like the higher respected clubs on campus. We're actually two of the only us. And I can't think of any other clubs, but I'm sure there were a couple uh, that actually got to have a season was us and men's rugby. Mm -hmm. And uh, like our women's lacrosse team didn't get to play and our women's uh, rugby team didn't get to play either. Uh, but we are really close to the rugby team. Uh, we practice, it's two separate fields, but on the same um, little area outside of our practice field. Uh, so we're always seeing them. You know, we always hear stories of if we see them out or something, they're like, yeah, we, we steal the crossballs all the time if they wander over this and that. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What practices, um, like how often are you guys practicing a week? Are you guys pretty often? Yeah. Yeah, for the fall, we got uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday lined up. And then uh, in the spring, we do five days a week. Uh, five, No, four days a week. It. We go Tuesday through Friday. Damn. Uh, Friday night practices must kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, but, you know, we get through what it. What time do y'all get out, though, on a Friday? Like, what time are you off the field? Um, Friday usually ends up being, like, a walkthrough because uh, all our games are on weekends this last season. Um, so... We usually get out, you know, start at four, get done by five o'clock, five thirty. What's what's the team you'd want to play? Then you could add a team to your schedule, like that you would want to play. That's not on your schedule. Who would you add? Oh shit, man. Um, that'd be kind of cool to like play somebody out east. You know, get like Clemson or somebody in our schedule. Um, you know, Virginia Tech, somebody like out east, somebody that we wouldn't normally get to play. Um, we play Michigan State every couple years, I believe. And that would be cool to have them consistently playing us because they're a really competitive team as well. As far as like teams you guys play, are you guys traveling a, a pretty solid amount? Or are you guys, uh, you know, are you guys pretty much staying in out West? Pretty much out West. Uh, like last season, we were supposed to play uh, Oregon that got canceled. That would have been our farthest, or at least for, they were coming to us. So that would have been the farthest game away for them. But our normal conference, like the SLC Southern Lacrosse Conference is like a lot of the southwestern uh pac-12 schools and then last year we got to go to vegas we played byu in vegas uh we went to austin texas played ut and uh, texas a&m those two of the farthest games we had and then you know we drove up to phoenix played gcu but that was all traveling yeah how did how did those games go yeah uh byu you know they won the national championship this year they were really good um we kind of had like a doozy of a game there didn't play him too well. Uh, took a took a pretty big big loss there, which kind of put a damper on the week. But um, so they were a tough team. Definitely deserved the national championship. We also played Chapman. They're really good. Uh, same same kind of thing. They're just you know they're just balling out. Um, yeah. Texas is really good. Uh, we lost to them. We could have probably pulled through, but we kind of ran out of gas. It was our second game of the weekend, and then we beat Texas A and M pretty good. But they're 
you know, they're still growing at Texas A&M as well. Mm-hmm. But Texas is pretty well developed as a program. They definitely have a, a really strong program there. Um, and they get plenty of support. Like they have, I think I mean, Sideline Swap did like a video with them, like going through their gear bag and all that stuff. Like they, they get a, a serious amount of press, th- those guys. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I wish it was like more, you know, out West, we really don't get that either. And we got some damn good lacrosse teams out here too. Uh, uh, but I mean, we got some good media this year, as far as from what I've seen in the past with the photographers and uh, kids that are in into photography at the school coming out, taking some videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, out West, I think these those teams like you guys, Cal, Chapman, you guys are severely underrated in like the grand scheme of lacrosse. Like you guys out there like have had some amazing players come through like Connor Martin in the MLL, you know, that guy was, was a beast. Um, also a really funny dude too. If you ever, uh, watch some of his videos on YouTube, that guy was, uh, hilarious. Um, and I forget how many points he put up in the MCLA, but he put up an absolute shit ton and then went on to rock the MLL as well. And like, mm-hmm. and he only played like four years. I think now he's a, he's a video director. Yeah. But he's Connor, got like a big yeah. YouTube channel and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Connor, if you're listening to this, please come on. We want to talk to you. You want me to ask yeah. some of mine? Yeah, sure. A little less serious, but uh, mm-hmm. what are your guys' game day, pregame routines or traditions? You guys got like a ritual or yeah. something you do or meals you eat? Yeah, it's I a mean, secret. By- <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. Yeah. By way of like meals and all that stuff, I really don't you know, have that. But I do have like some kind of, you know, quirky things that I do like I, I juggle like like most goalies do. Um I also do like eye warm ups as well where I just will like focus on three things and rapidly switch between them. Um I I don't know why it probably does nothing, but I, I feel like it helps. And then also, you know, uh, I put my gear on in a very specific order more uh, that came from hockey yeah i, mean, I think that's with, like any sport with gear that you got to put on everybody's got their order you know some guys yeah, yeah, your yeah. elbow pad you're like your left sock you put on first stuff like that yep. you know yeah left to right always i always do my stretches in a very particular order and uh always you know hit each post when i walk in the net yeah i'm a yeah. big i'm a big believer in that one too yeah yeah i dented a couple uh one or two shafts doing that um, yeah it's a dangerous game there's a fine line you can cross with that <laughs> yeah. so what about for yourself you, you got any weird oh, ones i like yoga i usually do yoga before games um that's really like the most out there kind of thing you know juggling normal goalie stuff obviously mm. we're not like the most most normal people but no we're not it takes uh, a certain kind of person to want yeah to i listen there. to like really like heavy metal before games too oh yeah yeah like what <laughs> give me an example an example well i mean it's not like the heaviest but like you like slip just like drop a verse uh drop a verse <laughs> no, i'm not a singer i'm not a musician of sorts yeah. No, I'm I, I listen, a, not a rapper i listen to a little bit of slipknot as well i have a, a pre-game playlist i got like some iron maiden on there um yeah psychosocial by slipknot it's on there yeah that's always um, like right out you know i'm taking my headphones out but i need this song first <laughs> yeah no there, there's some songs that, that really get you going all right so question for you guys or if it comes back to me it's all good um what's some of the biggest challenges you've come across as uh as far as being a club athlete yeah i think our our, our biggest challenge is a program sometimes uh actually don't i don't really know what challenges we face uh like we don't have a team house even though this is called the lax house podcast um we have like a couple of guys who live in apartments together and that's about it i know some schools out there have lacrosse houses and our varsity team is a lacrosse house but we we don't 
<laughs> yeah. Don't have a club lacrosse house. I see what you're club saying. Club lacrosse house. Yeah, I think it comes Marshall? across. Yeah. I think it comes across at that house though. It's like guys aren't coming here on scholarship. People aren't putting them into houses for them. This and that. No. Yeah. We. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say we have a like a struggle as a team per se. And I don't know if I'm. I'm not the one to say that we have a struggle as a team. But like I think everybody and I pretty all could probably agree on this. Like as a as a player personally, I have the struggle with like. Am I going to take this super serious today or am I just out here having fun or like, are we going hard later? So I'm just kind of going to chill or like it's the constant daily struggle of like, if I'm going to give it everything I got or not, because it is just club, but I still want to win. Yeah. It's that like accountability factor. It's Mm -hmm. like, especially with, you know, guys who don't go to practice three days a week out of the four, it's like, what are you going to do? You can't really push them to the extent because you know then they'll just stop coming all together and you need but, that money to keep the program going so <laughs> we need, we need them <laughs> yeah literally yeah <laughs> i mean if yeah. you paid your dues man like by all means yeah. <laughs> you're just yeah. not gonna play yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all right if free, we get jerseys, it's free money whatever free money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah what about you tommy what, what do you think the biggest challenge is you know for you guys uh every once in a while like especially after slumps in the season uh, just like having those guys showing up to practice every day or, you know, like Marshall said, it's like some people have that idea. Even I, I guess everybody comes across that problem is how hard if you have like a long day of classes or a bunch of tests in one day, like, do I really want to go balls deep into practice today? Stuff like that. Uh, it's that effort kind of thing. It's like, hey, I'm playing club lacrosse. How far do I want to push my body? Do you feel like the majority of guys do, you know, take it pretty seriously? Or, I mean, it's club lacrosse. We're all here to have fun um, yeah. and just have a good time. Um, but do you think guys like genuinely want to put the work in and, you know, try and win their conference and go to nationals? I would say, yeah, especially at like Arizona, we're a damn good team. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's we got that chance of making a run towards nationals and we're so close, you know, filling those missing gaps, this and that. And when, you know, we got these dedicated coaches and strength. We actually just, uh, we had a volunteer coach last year that's on the staff now as a strength conditioning coach and helping with defense too, and goalies. And, you know, we have all these resources that so many club teams don't get to use. And if it's kind of that, that missed opportunity, if we really don't take advantage of it. So I really think the kids on the team, appreciate the resources we have and so they we got a pretty good dedicated team here yeah not not many teams out there have you know the kind of stuff that some of the the really good teams like like you guys are getting like i think i can only like name a few that might have it better like and that would be like oregon and liberty and those are like you know one in a million teams like where they get their right. own locker rooms and you know they get free shit from nike um if yeah, you know any I oregon wish. players are listening like i'm if you guys do get free shit. Uh, that's sweet, but I might be wrong when I say that. You guys still might have to pay, like uh, like everybody else out there. Um, How many barstool athletes we think we got in the uh, MCLA and CLL? Like, I know a few. I applied for it, but I don't. I didn't really go through with it because I didn't think I would be able to qualify as far as like, not being an NCAA athlete. It seems like, I like did every- it as a joke, and like I got the email back and blah blah blah. And then I was like, you know, I don't think it's it's kind of lame because if everybody's doing it, then it's it's not cool to do it. That's kind of how, how I felt. And I was like, why not? You know, I'm a lax house pod athlete. Why would I yeah. change it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's 
like I swear to God, everybody and their fucking sister is is a, a barstool athlete because they send the same email out to everybody. There are some people who are not even athletes who uh, like send an email and they got their you know response like, "Hey, you're a barstool." Yeah, athlete. I saw that going through, man. Like they were yeah. like cup stackers or underwater basket weavers or something. And they got <laughs> their athletes is serious. Well, I understand that. Yeah. No, di- no diss to them, but also it's kind of lame compared to like. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. playing lacrosse. Why can't I be a Barcelona athlete, even though it's close? Yeah, you guys got Did any you on see your the, team? Uh, the crease dive guy, but he said something. Yeah. He was like, There will not be a single male lacrosse Barcelona athlete or something. Like, as a <laughs> yeah, um, I think, yeah, was it Jordy that Jordy that said that, or it might have been Dude, I don't know their names? Um, one of them guys, yeah, they were wrong about that. Not yeah, there's sure. quite a yeah, few I saw <laughs> popping up here and there. A lot of uh, North Carolina yeah. guys, I think maybe yeah. a Villanova guy or two. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't really follow the page, so like, yeah. Um, I saw them pop so up. They though. post There's like 600 pictures a day. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's so hard I, to follow. I, I don't really pay attention much to that stuff. I just pay attention to our athletes because we want to give our athletes the best. You know, we want to make sure they have you know everything they need, even though we don't give you guys anything. <laughs> hey, it's the rep. We get to rep it, man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the rep. It's of, a bra- it's a bragging thing, you know. Yeah, like yeah. who else? Yeah, not many people can do it. So why not? Yeah, me? yeah. I think we have like thirteen or fourteen guys right now, and we're thinking about opening it up to maybe another round uh, as we head into fall ball. Um, but uh, I think that's just mainly going to be kind of depending on you know how much the podcast grows from there and i mean yeah it's gonna we need continue. a mullet off yeah i we think need that's... A, we need something and we need to give the best mcla player with a mullet like we need dude somebody. i had i had a mullet all the last season we need yeah. to have a mullet competition yeah there there are some some pretty solid mullets out there uh there's one guy at texas i saw when i was looking through their instagram i one think it was our... like half their team had a mullet when we played yeah it's texas. just like a, that's such a club <laughs> thing to do Everybody yeah, uh, was wearing their cowboy hats, too. Their felt hats. A couple of days before, it wasn't felt season anymore. Yeah, uh, oh. Ryan Reynolds at, at Liberty, not not the famous Ryan Reynolds, uh, the goalie over there. Uh, he's also same a guy, Laxhouse. same guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, he's a he's a Laxhouse pod athlete as well. He's got some pretty sweet uh, lettuce, and uh, I think uh, that that's probably on the cards next. Um, for uh you know a tournament style thing like like the bucket brawl like we have going on here just to pump our own tires about that you know we've created this kind of this tournament setup just to you know rank who's got the best helmets for those of you who haven't seen on the instagram but uh we got 64 teams so far and i think we're going to cap it at that but we got you know plenty of teams from you know both the mcla and the ncll we got you know lsu and kentucky and you know purdue as as well as like uh loyola as well uh their club lacrosse team they get they get some pretty sweet helmets and i was kind of thinking to myself like do we include the the ncll guys specifically the ones with with d1 programs because um you know not only do they have like the varsity teams have some pretty sweet helmets but uh the club teams kind of base sometimes their helmets off you know the varsity teams um like what are your guys thoughts on that uh i think that would be it would be pretty cool but it would also be tough you know you get those similarities where a lot of times they might even i haven't looked into too many of those kind yeah. of programs i don't know any schools like that like towson university out here yeah You've they've never got heard of- like pretty similar helmets for their for their some club team too right uh well you have some guys who are like yeah some guys who are like practice that. squad players I yeah think you gotta play where it lies if they copy the the varsity teams then respect to them. That's it's theirs now mm-hmm. too. 
Yeah, but there's still a program. Play it, we'll play it as it lies. You gotta. Yeah, I just kind of like, like no, getting that. No, you yeah. guys are too good. You can't play. You just gotta. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. We're uh, pretty excited about where this where this is gonna go. We've got um, some seeds kind of determined. I went through you know a list of of 64 teams from you know what we gathered and also from you know what you guys uh, our listeners sent in the uh, that Instagram story we put out the other day. I kind of. Uh, seated like the top 15 teams um sorry if your team isn't you know in the top 15 there's not a single bad helmet on this list everybody's got some pretty sweet helmets and it's going to be a tight tournament um but uh from after that it was uh just a random order so um if you find yourself lower than you think you should be that's just because of random.org so don't don't get too pissed about that one marshall who's your number one favorite that you got going into the tournament that's a good question i'm pretty biased in this competition too yeah see you think i should be biased but I'm mm-hmm. not the biggest fan of, you know, ours. I, I do enjoy the South Carolina helmets. They're, they're something, something else. Yeah. And then, uh, you know what? Yeah. We're going to go with, we're going to go, we're going to go South Carolina. We're going to go Carolina. Cox Lax is my, that's who we're riding and dying with riding on the Cox Lax. Pretty solid choice. Tommy, what about you? Although I'm biased, you know, I, I love our helmets and everything, the decals mm-hmm. and stuff at Arizona. Um, I remember, was it, I think Montana state, they had their gold, um, their yeah. chrome gold helmets. Those things were sweet. Those, that would have to probably, and they had the mountain, um, yeah, sublimated on the back, on the back yeah. and everything. Those are yeah. some of my favorite helmets I've ever seen. Yeah, those were up there. Um, I on the Instagram story, I pulled their most recent helmet, um, and I apologize about that. I probably should have pulled up their Cascade S, but I wasn't. I was like on the fence. I was like, do I go with the really cool one or do I go with the most recent one? Um, well, that's and, what I think. I think we should go with the coolest one. The coolest from one. a year. Okay, fair enough. Maybe the, like the last three years or something. Yeah, be. like yeah. if somebody comes out with a sleeper and like DMs the Instagram page, and you're like, whoa, dude, we've never seen that one before. Like mm-hmm. we should let them, let them throw it in there. Yeah. Um, this is going to make choosing, you know, an Oregon helmet even harder. Cause yeah. I think in the past three years, they've had like six helmets or something like that. So I, yeah, I've the heard... most recent one might be the best bet in that case. Then. The white one or the silver one? <laughs> well, they have both to begin with right now. Yeah, like so they them, have two, uh, two helmets. Anybody from Oregon, y'all got to select a, a single patron. And let us know which helmet y'all want to have represent you. Yep, one hundred percent. Mail um, in your ballot. Yeah, mm-hmm. mail. Yeah, yeah, mail it in. That'll that'll definitely work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so for myself, um, I'm kind of split between either Pitt, Clemson, or LSU. Um, I think all those helmets are, are pretty sleek. I really like, you know, the, the golden blue of Pitt. I think it's, it's a really unique helmet with that as well as uh, LSU uh, with, you know, you don't see too many teams out there with yellow and purple and it, it looks really good. And then Clemson, I really like their orange helmets as well. Um, just cause you know, any, I think any team that has a helmet that looks really similar to, you know, their football team's helmet looks pretty sweet, especially those SEC schools. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call them out here. U of L, Louisville, y'all need to break out the red chrome. The chrome red. Yeah. The red chrome. The the 2016 Lamar Jackson against Florida State game. Yeah. Like red chrome helmets. You know what would be those sweet would be, uh, you know, how BYU's football team has all those crazy helmets going on. Yeah. They could do something like, because they got that, you know, the 
similar to like Penn State kind of look going on. They got yeah. the classic BYU helmet. Obviously, mm-hmm. It's clean, but, you know, it would be really cool to see them with a chrome blue helmet or something. Yeah. Alabama I, football helmet type deal. Yeah, Bama's helmet um, – it's it's uh, white and red. Um, when I was looking for helmets, I mean, I I thought I'd seen like they had a like a crimson red one, and um, if they did, that would have been pretty high up there. Um, yeah, that's pretty fresh with like the single white stripe and the number yeah, on the just, side. Yeah, um, that would have been pretty sick. But for the most part, I think it was just a it was a white cascade uh, R with like a, a red stripe down the center of it um, with an Alabama logo on the side and the number on the other side so i mean they, they weren't bad helmets uh i think given our, our given the tournament um uh, we had some pretty stellar helmets so i think they're kind of you know pretty average um i think a sleeper in this tournament is definitely going to be florida southern i could pull up a picture of what their helmets look like yeah uh, if Let's you didn't see, see that boys if you didn't see it on the instagram these things are sick. They are a red chrome with light blue, uh, like jaw piece. And I like when somebody put that on the Instagram story, I was just like, I've never seen Florida Southern's helmets. Um, like, I don't really even know the school that well. Um, yeah, I was just absolutely blown away by how sick these things look. I think another sleeper might be, we were talking about them earlier, but, uh, Texas is, uh, orange chrome helmets dude those are clean yeah i don't think they're a sleeper they're they're pretty they're high pretty up, up there. there yeah anything anything them. chrome will look good i don't like the silver chrome though so i'm not chrome. a fan of silver chrome i like if you're gonna go chrome do a color it's tough yeah, yeah it's tough to match out with the uniform as well any chrome really yeah. is tough to yeah match, people just but some teams looking like spoons out there <laughs> yeah, we we got a lot of a lot of chrome helmets and there a lot of a lot of gold chrome helmets too. Um we got like Boston College, Purdue, who else? Boston College, Purdue, Wake Forest, Elon, um, as well as uh, you know, we're gonna add the the Montana State chrome uh, s like we just talked about as far as who the winning helmet is gonna be in terms of a brand, what are you guys thinking? Um Cascade, STX, or Warrior? I've never worn the S or any of the newer mm-hmm. helmets. I always wore the R. Mm-hmm. Even at Carroll, we just had the R's, and they just actually just got the rivals, but that's before that's when I left. But compared to Cascade and the, the Warrior, like we're wearing Warriors at Arizona. I really like the mm-hmm. Warriors, how they fit, um, mm-hmm. how the stickers look on them. I've heard mixed reviews about every helmet, honestly. Yeah. Personally, I like the Burns the best. Yeah. I, I mean, in high school and the helmet I still use now, um, you know, was a rival. They can kind of be pretty comfortable at times. Uh, sometimes they can be pretty uncomfortable and hurt your head to saw them out. But I think the way the you know decals look on it um, also looks really good. Um, so my top choice from that would be uh, probably Florida. They got a pretty clean SDX helmet. Looks exactly like uh, their football helmet. And I'm all for that. And then, you know, BYU, they also, you know, did some pretty sweet stuff with theirs. Marshall, what about you? I have you? to go S. The mm-hmm. S. Okay. Just, just for the simple reason that there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, and they, 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 all pretty, they all look good pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like I, the speed flex. Like you really can't ruin it. Definitely. Oh, you can. You definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I'm yeah. sure there's some, I mean, not necessarily from colleges, but, you know, club teams and stuff getting all the goofy with them. I definitely, I think the S, like most likely it's going to win just based off of like a numbers game just because there's so many. But uh, I would like to see if there was a team that was still rocking pro sevens, um, 
that would be my favorite because the Pro 7 in my books will go down as the greatest lacrosse helmet of all time. Um, There are some pretty sweet helmets out there. I think definitely it's most likely going to be an S as much as I want it to be a rival. uh, Right. For sure. I missed that wave, man. I didn't start playing lacrosse (laughs) till uh, 2015. That would have been the spring of my freshman year of high school. Yeah. That's when I think that whole Cascade R thing went down. I think that's when they came out because I remember getting an R for like a birthday gift or something because my helmet was busted. And, and you uh, weren't allowed to play with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get one. So I got yeah. one for my birthday or something. It was like yeah. perfect timing. And this helmet yeah. was sweet. It was, uh, our colors were, we were like the, the South Gators at my high school. So we were okay. green and gold. So mm-hmm. I got an all green helmet with a white chin and a yeah. white face mask. And that thing was raw. We had like a yellow S on the side. That's sick. Yeah. All right. Can y'all see me? Yeah. Yes, we can. All right, do you see the dent in this thing? Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, holy fuck. Oh, yeah, my God. I was getting after it. <laughs> oh, my God. I have never seen that in my life. <laughs> and like, Did you just go, like, face first or something into somebody? I went, I went crown. <laughs> I tried to go crown to crown on somebody. And, like, oh they God. did that to my helmet. They, got need another... to, they need to bring the ratchet straps to lacrosse. Like, oh, do yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like on Riddell helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the speed flex uh, ratchet straps. If they run that are awesome. across. Yeah. And if you got hit too hard, they just snapped it. You didn't have to worry about your chin trying to fall off. Yeah, it would just like buckle off. Yeah. 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 So uh STX or you know, whoever's listening, do that, please. Yeah, get uh, in ratchets. touch with, or what if Rydell breaks out their uh like new lacrosse helmet? I mean, they, so back, uh, back in the it's day, I, yeah, they, they did that. My high school, um, we like back in, in the day when I was like in third grade, they were rocking the, those helmets. Um, they looked pretty solid at the time. Um, and I mean, even Michigan was using them too, uh, when they were in the MCLA at the time. I mean, I think it was a pretty good looking helmet. Um, but as far as, you know, I, I had the chance to wear one when I was in playing in middle school, um, kind of an uncomfortable helmet definitely has a football helmet type feel where the only way to get it on is you really have to like kind of pry it apart to put it on your head it doesn't really slide on very easy like uh like an s does or an r does um yeah i don't you can't just take the chin have it buckled up and put it on your head (laughs) no 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 you you really gotta get that thing off yeah and it pretty much was a football helmet in the shape of a lacrosse helmet it was heavy man it was heavy um yeah i think might... the lacrosse helmet's kind of it doesn't really do much for you as as far as like protection wise like i feel like if someone's catching like if someone's shooting like yeah it'll, it'll stop it a little bit but like mm-hmm. in the whole scheme of things it's it's just there to protect your face really yeah, yeah. i mean that's also like a big thing as far as like growing the game you know that's a kind of a good intro yeah. to it you know it's not as much of a high impact sport as football you're not banging heads every single play unless you're yeah. Marshall and then uh, <laughs> and, uh so it's really like that that lower mm. impact like you're still hitting and stuff but everything's body supposed to be body and mm-hmm. you know the only you know goalies we do what we do yeah we, do we, we, we know what uh, we stepped into <laughs> this was it, a- man yeah this was a hot take I had um that I threw up on the Twitter um I genuinely think that lacrosse goalies, just like hockey goalies, should customize their helmets and do something kind of unique. I think it would look so cool. I think the PLL should get on that. I think um, that's something that they would totally 
would do. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. As far as like looking like a team, I mean, goalies are still technically players, um, like, cause they can come out and play the field and all that stuff. And I wonder, I don't know if there's any rules regarding like that with, you know, any, any teams. Um, right. You see it in box lacrosse, which is really cool. Though. Yeah. They're wearing the hockey helmets, they customize them. Yeah. That's I was cool. wearing my, uh, my goalie mask when I played box. Um, definitely like to see that in lacrosse. Um, yeah. Did, I actually used to, to play. A point, though. Like they yeah. should have to use like their team's color scheme at least. Like, oh, we, yeah, don't need any, yeah. we don't need any rainbows out there. Like we don't need yeah. any neon pinks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we're not playing youth across. We're playing. Yeah. That's that was a big youth thing, right? All the neon mesh and the, the neon shit. colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the socks. Yeah, baby. <laughs> the, the adrenaline socks. Those. Yeah, those were the shit. Did you play box at all, or not? Um, I didn't play box goalie. I actually, um, I actually have only ever played goalie, but I used to play a little box in our off seasons in high school. Uh, we had like a, all the high schools had a team, so you just play that. And it was a little club we'd go to every yep. week. And then, uh, actually last season, I don't know if you've heard of the GPBLL. Yes, sir. Great Plains box lacrosse league. But, um, I was playing with the Cincinnati limitless, Mm -hmm. which our team ended up pretty much being like a pickup team. So we weren't very good, but you know, we went and balled out. I got to play some transition, a lot of defense. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. You know, I really like box. I'd really like to get into it, but I kind of moved to an area where that's kind of a tough situation. Yeah. Cause there's not really much box going around in Arizona as far as, cause everybody could play outside year round. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, in Maryland, you, you kind of can, um, but I think box is um, something all players should be playing. It, it really provides you with, you know, some unique skills that only come from playing in box and playing in, in a confined space, you know, uh, keeping your stick tight and, you know, shooting mm-hmm. form is everything. And also it helps kind of create a, a level of, of creativity that, you know, is only found in box players. And, you know, we call that the Canadian style because, you know, that's where box is most popular and, um, really physical, really creative. Um, you're not using X behind the goal as much, you know, you can run behind it, but you're not really running plays out from X as much. It's, it's a lot of fun playing that, um, as a goalie, it's pretty fun too. Um, it's putting on that gear on and it's just walking around in that gear is ridiculous. <laughs> like I thought, you know, going into box, I was like, Oh, it's going to be pretty similar to my hockey shit. Like, no, um, like it was so much heavier. And the worst part is like, it's, you know, it's not as cold as a hockey rink, but it's, it's not exactly, you know, warm in there. Um, but still you're, you're sweating an absolute shit ton. And it was, um, fun but absolutely sucked i was drinking like one of those huge like 48 ounce now jeans like yeah twice of those yeah it was just to maintain you know some uh, consciousness some water that point. Yeah, some yeah. Consciousness <laughs> and water in my system yeah and if you're yeah. playing on concrete you just got a puddle under you at halftime yeah. and you're like yeah. all right yeah marshall you're a pretty big box guy too right you're playing this summer yeah we played this summer our, i love messing with our goalie dude always gonna like give him a high five put my hand way up like to where i can't reach it and <laughs> i'm stuck right here <laughs> his yeah. arm only goes like a quarter of the way up yeah yeah Oh man, box box is something else. I like box. So the where we play, one of like the boards don't go all the way up. The boards only go to waist. <laughs> so like oh my god, except for like behind the goal. So the side is just net. Uh, so like every time it hits oh. that net, the ball just drops. So about two or three games in, we started to play the net, 
and like you can run it down the side of the net and stuff and it really like changed it was like playing rocket league lacrosse and yeah like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty sick that's yeah that's that's pretty sweet um well, I guess this is a good point to cap off this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Tommy. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun talking to you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Um, so t- stay tuned, guys. Uh, we hopefully have some big guests coming on soon. Um, uh, and we're going to continue with the Bucket Brawl thing. So so stay posted on the Instagram. Um, those posts are going to be coming pretty soon uh, in the voting all that stuff. Hopefully this Sunday or Monday, uh, hopefully those will be coming out. I got to finish, uh, working on the first round of bracket a, um, and, uh, we'll get going on that. Uh, so thanks for listening guys. And we will see you guys next time. 